I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And on this episode of Our Taste is Trash, we review the Netflix original We Have a Ghost, discuss the upcoming Stranger Things play The First Shadow, and talk our favorite Oscar-nominated short films. So remember to rate, review, and follow wherever you listen. Stick around. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome in to another episode of Our Taste is Trash. I'm Josh. And I'm Jade. And I'm just so tired. (laughs) Yeah, same. I, uh, you're not gonna have any sympathy for me, but in my, uh, my job at the, uh, we'll just call it the quarry and the, the <laughs> mine and rocks, uh, every single day and uh-huh. I, that I make my living at, uh, I, I have the fortune, Jade, in my quarry job of not having to go into an office. I get to work from home. Yeah. I've had to go into the office three days this week. Wow. That sounds terrible. I don't... It, like I've gone in for meetings, you know, I've traveled a little bit and had to do that since the last couple of years since I've been working from home. But doing three days in a row has made me like think about how was I doing this my entire career? Like it is the <laughs> absolute worst. Like, yeah, getting up early, driving in all the traffic. I like, don't know who you're bitching to because then, I, know, I, I, I have I, an I, hour to an hour and a half long commute both ways. I have to be in an office like every single day. You know what I'm realizing? Day. So much less work gets done in an office. Yeah, 100%. Like people are just talking, having yeah. pointless meetings. Just It just stifles all productivity. It's it's awful. It's the absolute worst. It's Yeah, it's the most distracting environment. Too. I have so much work to do now because I wasn't able to do work because I had to go into an office and like meet yeah. with people. It's uh, it was just like a waste of time because I get there late constantly because of traffic. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's like, but I'm not staying late to make up for it because that's not my problem. And then, you know, it's like versus like if I work from home, like I just roll up out of bed and I just can go straight to my computer and then I can read emails and get shit done while I'm like boiling my coffee, sitting down eating my breakfast you know what i mean i I, I do that every day like i I literally get up early take the dogs out make breakfast and i'm like i have my computer set up and i'm either on my phone or i'm like checking my emails as i'm like eating breakfast kind of like knows like the first hour of work is bullshit you're just reading emails and you're trying to get through everything yeah just start your day exactly like yeah anyway yeah well uh well because i had to go into the office we actually got to watch (laughs) a few movies over the past few weeks uh well one we watched uh ant-man quantum yes mania that's right yeah quantum mania okay yeah i can't remember what it's it was Uh, actually it was not as bad as i thought it was gonna be no it was halfway decent it was just what i expected it to be i didn't really want to review it but uh you know it was it was okay like it was just okay yeah, I think it's geared towards a younger audience for sure yeah. compared to like what the other Marvel films are. Because like, you know, like at one point I noticed it when Paul Rudd kept saying, what the heck? And I was oh, like, yeah, that's true. Is it like, what the hell? He's kind of like the inverse of uh, Ryan Reynolds, like in Deadpool. You know what I mean? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, can, like I, I can see that. Softer, Although, sweeter. I do kind of want like a little Disney Plus miniseries of just Paul Rudd talking about his day. Oh, Yeah. The there voiceover was, some, was fantastic. The, yeah. You had this moment at the beginning of the end where literally it's just Paul Rudd. It sounds like being Paul Rudd, but he's like kind of narrating his own day. Like, I'm Ant-Man and I'm just going about my day. Yeah. And like, he's like, da, da, da. I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Like, I would watch this just as a show about Paul Rudd for 15 minutes. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the closest you could get those living with yourself on Netflix. Fantastic. Paul oh. Rudd. Good call. Good yeah. call. Well, speaking of other things that we've seen, Jade, we actually got really artsy uh, a few weeks ago and went to our local Tampa theater mm-hmm. and saw the Oscar short films. That's right. We're really good. And so yeah. uh, we do have some predictions. We talked about this a few weeks ago, some thoughts, mm-hmm. but normally we don't get an opportunity. Most people don't go and see, maybe except for us or a lot of other film, nerds. film people, yeah. like the short films, like, you know, you kind of see him and you might take a guess or you might hear what's good. Yeah. We have a lot of opinions on, on all these and let's just start. I'm just going to pick something right in the middle. The red suitcase, which I believe is from Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. Really? I thought really kind of good. It's about this, uh, this uh, woman who's uh, Arabic of some kind, like from Egypt. She's definitely or, Muslim. Yeah, she's so Muslim. That, yeah. So she is in an arranged marriage, and we find out that she's been sent to Luxembourg to meet mm-hmm. her husband. And she basically just kind of freaks out and yeah. is like, I don't want to do this. Don't want to go through with it. Shuts off her cell phone and like totally avoids this, tries to avoid this guy. And it's 
actually really suspenseful it's, for only a movie that's like 15 minutes. Oh my God. I feel like so much happened in, in that short span of time and the way they're able to kind of storytell with just that amount of time. Like you just, you kind of already knew immediately what was happening and then mm-hmm. they confirmed it, but in a way that felt natural. Yeah. Just and really it also well is this interesting play on someone who is in a new place, doesn't speak the language. She's like, oh, has an altercation yeah. with, which is fairly not, doesn't go as bad as I guess it could have gone. Right. But, you know, she doesn't speak, I think they're speaking French. Luxem- no, it, Luxembourgian. Is that a, is that a language? It's a language, yes. What? I'm going to have to look this up. I, I feel like this is fake. Excuse I, me. I, Luxembourgian is a language? Yes. Are we sure about this? I'm a thousand percent sure. I, I don't know. This this sounds a lot like, you know, kids having litter boxes in school. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like propaganda. This sounds like GOP propaganda. No. There's gonna be They're going to be passing laws against it soon. Official <laughs> language. Anyway. <laughs> but she has an altercation with the airport police or security where because she doesn't speak the language. They're Sorry, trying it's to search Luxembourgish. Really? But yeah. Wild. Yeah. Thank I, you. I think they're still thinking they're speaking French in the movie. But anyway. Regardless. Well, regardless. <laughs> the they have an altercation and it's just this really interesting play because she's not only navigating, you know, dealing with her family, trying to deal with the situation she finds herself in. But also dealing with the fact that she can't really communicate mm-hmm. to anyone else around her because they don't speak the same language. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. very suspenseful. She has limited resources the entire yes. time too. So yeah, no, it, it was really well done. I cried. I, as everyone <laughs> who listens knows, I cried everything. <laughs> now this movie is considered a favorite to win. It's called I think this is Italian. It's called, it was called like Le. Pupil yeah, or something, yeah. but it's the pupils. Uh, this is also uh, Alfonso Curion, like I think produced. Yeah, yeah, this film, um, and also Disney productions like Italy or something also produced the entire thing. Yeah, weird. So it was. What do you think about this, Jade? I wasn't as high on this one. It was interesting. I thought this was cute and funny, and I thought it was an interesting portrayal of kind of faith and kind of the innocence of children through faith a little bit because they frame it really around like one little girl who seems to be the only one who does what she's told and all the other little girls you know they're a little bit silly and they, they kind of break the rules a little bit but it's all innocent it's all very sweet um but regardless of the fact that she does what she's told she's continuously being punished and even sometimes called out um, but in the end, she twists it around a little bit. and <laughs> But not even on purpose. Like, no, not even on purpose. Like, she just really believes this, and it makes it so funny as an adult. Oh, my God. Yeah, I actually, that made me sad. Everyone was laughing, and I was really upset everyone was laughing, because I was like, oh, this isn't funny. This is, like, tra- truly traumatic. Oh, it's, like, it's child abuse, for sure. Like, yeah, well, yeah, it's for sure, yeah. But I guess maybe everyone else has religious trauma. I don't, so I just saw it as straight-up abuse. But, like... It kind of made me angry, because, like, yeah. I get it, and it did end up comical, and, like... It was an interesting story, but I hate that kind of, as an adult, you see Mm -hmm. that people indoctrinating kids and it just, they don't know better. Like children don't know better. Yeah, they don't understand. they're being forced to believe a certain system that they don't really understand. Yeah. I felt like this was very Wes Anderson vibes. It did feel, you're yes. right. It did, I think the sets, like the lighting and the sets made yeah, it feel that way. Yeah, it was like the way. color and then like the little handwritten note to do the title sequence in the beginning just felt very on brand with like Wes Anderson. And also kind of like the odd, they're not really cut scenes, but there's like these little cutaways where there's like little songs or little yes. things. Like the that, kids are vignettes. kind of singing moments of what are happening like in the movie. I think this might be also the longest runtime of any of the shorts. Like this one felt a little bit longer than some of the other films. Like, yeah. I, I feel like this one was nearly 25 minutes or something like that. I do want to eat that cake, though. Oh, that cake looked fucking... I don't know what... So good. So fucking good. You said 20 eggs? I was like, what's oh. a 20 egg cake like? Yeah. I got it. Probably know. fucking delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think she said like 50, wasn't she? There was a lot of fucking eggs. Was, was it like, 50 or the shit oh, 20? Oh, I don't know. I think there was a shit ton of eggs. Like, I, it, I feel like okay, a lot. We gotta look yeah. it up. Uh, also, well, here's one. Um, and two, I think that, that was Italian... Um, mm-hmm. the other one was from Luxembourg. I think this next one was from Norway. Uh, Norway, yeah. It's the called n- The Night Ride. Now, I found this a little bit funny. Jade, you you were like, you were like, this doesn't even deserve to be in Oscar, Oscar nominated. nominated. Why, no, why did you feel that way? Oh my God. It was just, to me, like what people thought was funny is not funny to me. Like it's very, 
lowbrow humor and stuff that I just don't think should be taken lightly. So basically this woman is waiting at a tram stop and it's snowing, so, she's, so it's cold. And the driver gets out and... She's also a small person. Or, or, she's a little person. little person, yeah. yeah. Um, but... Which kind of made it... I mean, I'm sorry. Little people are can be funny in things. Not Peter Dinklage, but little people. They can be funny when yeah. the role is supposed to be comedic. They're not, it's not funny just because they're I'm little. Can't, I can't say that. I wasn't saying that. Yeah. But anyway, so the driver gets out and basically he like has to take a break or whatever. But he, And she has to go inside to like get warm and he refuses. So she he was a dick. He was a dick. She steals... The fucking tram. At first, it's a, on no, accident. No, on accident. no, 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 no. The first time I, was an the accident. The first time it was an accident. She's trying to like close the doors to keep the warmth in, and she actually starts the tram. She gets it to stop. He comes out, and then this bitch out of fucking nowhere decides, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal the tram, even though I have no idea how to operate it. This could potentially hurt people. This could potentially be extremely dangerous." And she, everyone's like, "Ha ha ha! It's so funny. She stole a tram." And I was like. <laughs> This is psychotic. This woman's having a mental breakdown. This isn't funny. And then she just starts taking passengers. Like, this is just a fun little fucking job. I'm like, this is a felony. Well, what, what kind of like lost it for me, which made me think that it's not going to win is, I mean, the whole crux of it was she was having the train. She obviously was a little bit, I don't want to say discriminated against, but like basically the guy told her to go fuck off. So we kind of yeah. saw that she's having a rough time. But then one of the passengers that gets on is yes. is a trans man, right? Uh, trans, trans woman. woman. And essentially, she gets assaulted. Like they they get assaulted in this and verbally yes. and, and a little bit physically, I guess, during this altercation. Uh, and she doesn't do anything immediately. The driver doesn't do anything immediately about no, it. No, and at one point she closes the fucking curtain so she didn't have to see it happening, and that would thoroughly piss me off. And everyone again is laughing. Like in the theater was like, oh, she's closing the curtain to ignore the abuse happening yeah. behind her. And I was like, this isn't fucking funny. I mean, I think I kind of get the sentiment behind it in terms of like a lot of people turn a blind eye and like then she does try to do something about it. But like, sure, I just feel like the message didn't come across but that's what the I'm way saying. I wanted it to. It got lost because she wasn't actually really that brave to begin with yeah and then in the end it almost seemed like she decided to be brave because she wanted to get out of being arrested for a felony it was you know odd. what i mean yeah i don't know because then they just kind of leave and they let someone else drive and i was like okay i was like that's I mean, it was a- interesting like i mean it wasn't yeah. like overall it wasn't terrible it just was i wasn't you kind of look at it and you go that's not gonna win so but i'm Jade- saying i'm like it, you know for a short sure it was it was great but like oscar nominated yeah. i don't know uh, we'll go through. We just have two more left. Mm-hmm. Evalu is one from Greenland, actually. Yes. Uh, so it was very interesting. I like this film because uh, so it's a very sad story. Like it's basically oh, about yes. Uh, this spoiler if you go see it, it's about this girl trying to find her sister who ends oh. up basically getting raped and murdered, which is terrible. And it, it talks about the whole movie essentially is about abuses, but mm-hmm. it's I love the cinematography, like the way they shot oh, this. I mean, so beautiful, outstanding. I thought the storytelling, the visual storytelling in this, but like yeah. For me, aside from that, like, yes, it's a very tragic story and a serious topic, but, like, I don't think it's enough to win an Oscar. Possibly. Maybe if it had 10 more minutes added to it. Maybe. And I think, too, because the storytelling isn't really linear. It's it, not. It's yeah. yeah, it passes through time, and most of what you gather is done through voiceover. And so I feel like if maybe they allowed some of the scenes to be flushed out themselves, I think maybe it would have been I could definitely see this, this being... Uh, Something that is turned into a feature. I could definitely see a feature oh, based on this. Absolutely. And especially because when you talk about indigenous people, the missing murdered indigenous women, like it's a serious issue. And I think this brings light to, although, uh, well, I don't want to spoil the ending, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, was, it was good. It was, I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, well, in, as much as you could. Uh, but my favorite, and I, I think we can agree on this. Oh, I, this is probably going to be the runner-up. I think hands down the, the best. Pu- yeah, the hands down the best. So it's called an Irish goodbye. It's from Northern Ireland. <laughs> it's it's this funny. So basically, it's these two brothers, and their mom dies and passes, and there's this list that's left behind, and they think it's a list of things she wanted to do before she died. Mm-hmm. And it ends up to be a hundred things. So they yes. they end up doing it together. One of the brothers. Well, the crux of this is that a brother comes over from London and his mm-hmm. other brother is has Down syndrome. Yeah. So he's like, you're going to have to move yeah. in with someone else and I'm going to sell the farm, basically. Yeah. And they end up doing all these things together. It was hilarious. Like It was very touching. 
touching story. Like, it was and funny and funny and cute. And they told so much of a story in such a short amount of time. And you got to follow their journey in a way that like was entertaining and it made sense for the again for like the time frame like i cried at the end i this is easily something i mean you could throw a love interest in this story you could add a few other key elements there are only like three characters in the entire movie or four i think total and because there was a a priest character who was just fucking killed it like he killed it (laughs) and he was in the scene for like three minutes of the entire movie he was fantastic uh and I mean, I could see this being a Netflix movie that's like an hour and a half. Easy. Oh, my God. You could stretch it out and it, and make it good. But, I mean, I also, it's like, it is. It's so, it fits so perfectly in a short amount of time. Like, and it was beautiful and I loved it. I think a couple of these are available on streaming. Like, uh, The pu- the Pupils uh, is available on Disney Plus if you want to mm, see that. Yeah. I feel like either Evilu or The Irish Goodbye and Irish Goodbye are available on one of the platforms, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know where at this point. So Yeah, you guys can search for them or find them in your local theaters. Yeah, I see, a lot yeah. of local theaters are doing them right now. They were doing the animated shorts, so highly recommend. Like, I love short films, and especially when they're packaged like this, when you're able to see high-quality ones. Oh, yeah. It's really interesting. Like, I, I love this kind of stuff. I wish there were actually more releases like this because a lot of the times... I don't like sitting down for two hours and watching one thing. Speaking of our movie this week, we'll talk about it in a second. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway, a couple more exciting things, Joe. Speaking of uh, Jade, I'm just going to June. Jesus. What <laughs> happened there? Uh, speaking of uh, Netflix, uh, I'll say streaming mm-hmm. platforms, you just sent me this recently. New trailer dropped. I believe it was mm-hmm. this last week. Yeah. For Berlin. And. You might not know what that is right now, but what is Berlin? Oh, my God. So it's a prequel story that follows Berlin from the Money Heist series. And um, if you haven't seen the Money Heist series yet, get on that. Not uh, not the North Korea one. You can skip that. The original Spanish. The original Spanish one. It has what? Five seasons, I believe, on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. Like even if you don't watch the last three, the first two are great. And then oh Netflix essentially bought it and did three more seasons. Mm-hmm. One of the best things I've seen on Netflix in a very long time. Like, oh my God, I mean, top, this, top like, five for me. Following, it was just so incredible. But yeah, they haven't given us a plot yet. It says plot no, under wraps. very little information. Yeah. So, but it's obviously it's a prequel because it involves Berlin. And I feel like this might be kind of how he started in the heist business a little bit so i feel like they're probably dropping hints in the trailer like you kind of see him picking up these little characters from some Mm kind of heist map that you would see in money heist yeah so obviously we're getting pedro alonso back who is berlin in the series they did drop the names for the cast although i don't really recognize them and i think that's because they're all spanish actresses the top build at least according to imdb was Michelle Jenner, who has a bunch of Spanish films to her credit. And uh, I think the other is oh, Begonia I know, Vargas. I know Begonia Vargas. She's from Welcome to Eden. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That was yeah. an app. Ooh, wait. That, that's Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, like I said, December 2023. This is going to be dropping. We know that. But we really don't know much else. I don't even think they've really dropped a plot at this point. I mean, aside yeah. from it's a prequel. We know that because we know Berlin's dead. Spoiler. Yeah. Get into the series. <laughs> but... So we know this happens in in before, but yeah, so we don't could know go much anywhere else. But I'm stoked. I, I mean, and anyone could really come into this series. I mean, the professor could be in it. Anyone, yeah. anyone could drop in because we know they had a history prior to the brothers, the heist. So yeah, yeah, interesting. So I'm excited. I I think that's going to be great. I'm I'm really excited for that. Also, Jade. Hmm. Speaking of, I don't know how to transition here. I don't know. I'm not okay. how to go from here. Netflix. Well, Netflix speaking- is a transition. <laughs> Obviously, we re- we rehearse this a lot. Yes, there is a new play that's going to be opening up in right. the West End of London. It is based on Stranger Things, called First Shadow. And do we know much about this? Of what's going to be happening in it the play? Seems to me so. It takes place in Hawkins, Indiana. Um, in 1959, and so this okay. is right when. Um, so that's about like Hawk. The first season of the Stranger Things was like 80. So we're talking like 20 years prior. Almost 20 to, years. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. So literally, it's. I think it's this the year that uh, number one arrives to Hawkins, and everything happens. And he turns oh, into Vecna. Okay. So, but we also get to see a young Hopper and a young Bob. 
and a young whoa is bob in it yeah i know hopper i saw hopper's it's like young it's like baby sean ashton oh and then what the fuck is winona Ryder's name oh in the show um june june no no No, i wanted to say june (laughs) wow what is her name guys we are wow i'm starting to know someone's screaming i can hear i can hear david arbor like yelling it like joyce joyce yeah (laughs) i knew it was a j name because i was like He's Same. like, sure. Like, I can hear the. Nah. Yeah, I was like, why am I? Wow. But anyways, yeah, so it's Jay. Joyce Hopper and Bob, we know for sure, are going to be in it. We're going to see young versions of them. I think they're about high school age. So. Nice. Yeah. There's also the uh, writers for this, uh, you know, Jack Thorne and Katie, I think, Treefree is her name, Treefree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thorne also wrote the uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. I helped oh, write that play as well. So okay. I have to think that this is, they're bringing in big guns to make oh, this for sure a success yeah I'm, why Why is london getting all the new stuff that i want to see like i feel like yeah a harry potter made sense i mean that's yeah take you know that's a uk thing story. like yeah. story it makes sense it started there and then it's gonna end but why not this in new york i mean it's netflix it's a u.s show like come on for christ's sake i don't know i think maybe i mean at least chicago do you think there's more competition in broadway that's why I don't know. Like, at first, you know, when we started, I, you know, we were talking about this, I was like, is it more expensive? But I'm like, I, I can't see that London's West End. I'm sure they West have End. some sort of, like, metrics or numbers to show that they would probably get more people to show up to the one in West End than they would on Broadway. Maybe. I it think It seems so. odd, because it's, I mean, I don't... Or maybe it's, like, their test run. Maybe. Maybe. You know? I don't know. I always end up catching stuff like that on like because I I don't I don't I'm not gonna go to Broadway no, and pay like, like five hundred dollars yeah yeah you do the Broadway across America and it's like half the price and it's yeah hundred yeah. percent ooh is Cursed Child gonna start touring soon it has to because in New York already right oh I have no idea oh. I don't believe in anything past the original seven books <gasps> gasp no I don't count any of it as canon oh well I don't either but I I'll still watch it no yeah they're, you know they're gonna make a movie. You know yeah, they're making I, a movie. I'm aware. Original I, won't, ca- I won't watch that Rum- just like I haven't watched Jay, Fantastic Beasts. But it's rumored original cast. No. If, if they, you're saying if the if Emma Watson comes out of her UN they women's 100% rights retirement, are not going to get the original cast back. I, I already heard that David, like Rupert Grant and uh, Dana Radcliffe, all have interest in, in interest back. is not signed. Just not yet. No. Well, the movie's not saying in an interview. Yet. Oh. Yeah, that might be great, but then secretly being like, I feel like if no. they if they get Daniel Radcliffe, it's it's done because he actually has a pretty successful career. He doesn't need to do Harry Potter again. He doesn't need to do jack shit. Yeah, yeah but Cursed Child was like changed. I think they're going to try to keep it the same. So like Hermione was black in the original run of that show, and I feel like they're going to stick with that. Oh, Emma Watson, but Emma, Emma. no, oh. I don't think she's going to return to that role. That's what I'm saying. I don't think it's going to be original cast. Uh, we'll see. We'll see, Jane. I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna well, clip this right here. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> March <laughs> 2023. <laughs> Save this. Okay. All right. Well, Jade, I think that with that. Movie review. First look. I think it's time to talk about our movie this week, which is it's streaming on Netflix. It's called We Have a Ghost. <laughs> Jane, I. Mm, I know. I. Can't, I. I I don't know what to say. I, I, I had, ex- I'm not even going to say I had high expectations. I had but expectations. For going two this- great actors who are both yes. Marvel actors, right? Like These can't Anthony- be cheap people. D- David Arbor now, I keep saying Arbor, Harbor. Harbor. Right? Is a name now. Like he yes. is known. Stranger Things, Hellboy, he was in Black Widow recently. But even, I mean, Stranger Things launched him into the stratosphere. Like no, people knew him from Hellboy. Like, yes, we knew. Like, I no, feel like. No, he did Hellboy after Stranger Things. Oh, wait, did he? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, they launched him into the stratosphere. Like people see his face and they're like, oh, fucking Hopper. Like, like he is a yeah. person now. That's what I'm saying. And then, of course, Anthony Mackie, Anthony Mackie. who's in everything, everything he's in Captain America now. You know what I mean? How like, did you get these guys to read the script and go, this is going to be a good movie? They must have literally just been between projects and just need an extra paycheck. You know what I mean? Because there's just no no possible way. But anyways, no, I, I agree. I, I expected at least halfway decent film, something lightly funny. Let's, let's, I, I don't, I don't want to... Oh, I'm going to go too many... Let's All just right. say... I'm going to say this. I have never checked... The time remaining on a film so many times as I've been watching it. it. Jade, I'm not even joking. I probably did it at least 10 times I throughout the film. wrote it in my notebook every 
single time. I checked the time and I was in the same boat. I literally was like, oh my God, I'm like 30 minutes in. And then I was like, wow, there's still an hour left. And then I literally wrote, it's still not the end. Dude, I was at 45 minutes left and I checked and I like, I was like, okay. And I let it run for a couple of minutes. And I, I thought I had watched another 15 minutes of the film. I thought I had, so I checked it again. Three minutes had elapsed. And I was like, I... No, I've been sitting here for hours. How, yeah. how is it still? How is the wrote, movie still playing? Oh my god, it's only been an hour. I'm dying, and I was in the same boat. Like I, at one point, I just kept clicking the like ten second skip forward, and I feel like I hit it twelve times, and nothing, still nothing had happened in the actual movie. But okay, we'll uh, dive deeper. We're gonna dive deeper into this. Uh, come back. You probably know where this is going, but you you really don't because we didn't when we were watching this film. So, our film this week is called We Have a Ghost. It's streaming on Netflix. We'll talk about it more right after this break. presentation we're all here trying to get a fresh start nothing like bad happened here right you moved into the house of death everyone says it's haunted we have a ghost okay no I'm serious Kevin caught him on camera Oh, we got some more. No, 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 no. Our movie this week is We Have a Ghost, uh, streaming now on Netflix. Jade, I'm going to do something a little bit different this time. So, okay. Well, actually, I'm not. Oh. L- let's start out with our description so people know okay. what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> and know what this movie's about. Although, if you have a Netflix subscription, I feel like it's been pushed heavily. S- it's been pushed out. And if you're like me and still have the auto trailers on, Ew. you've seen it 17 times. So, what's this film about? <laughs> Uh, so finding a ghost named Ernest haunting their new home turns Kevin's family into an overnight social media sensations. But when Kevin and Ernest investigate the mystery of Ernest's past, they become a target of the CIA. I, you know what? I want to watch whatever that movie is. Because that's not the movie we saw. You know what? I was confused because I didn't actually watch the trailer for this. I don't really watch Netflix trailers. But I read the description and I thought, oh, target the CIA is like, maybe his death has something to do with the CIA. Like he was an agent or he had some sort of intelligence that he was hiding and like, that's why he died. Yeah. It would have made more sense. It would have made, your mind, you don't need to watch this movie by the time we're done telling you about it. It's going to blow your fucking mind and you're going to ask what kind of crap. Because this is not what this movie's about. So Jade, I'm going to start with something different. Okay. Instead of, we usually talk about the trash (laughs) first, besides the name of our show. What was treasure about this movie for you? Um... Let me spoil it. I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead here. I literally have nothing. This is the first film I've ever watched that I have no notes for what I liked about it. It's like, I can't, yeah, there's just, there's literally nothing. Maybe. maybe. You know I don't what? know. I take that back. I'll give one person a little shining light, a nugget here. And that's Erica Ash. I had never fucking heard of Erica Ash before this movie. She is apparently her biggest acting credit is Scary Movie 5. And has been in, I'd say, it looks like a number of things like Single Holic, whatever that is, The mm-hmm. Big Bend, maybe some character roles where we've probably seen her face before. She's the only one in this movie that seemed to take acting in general as a profession <laughs> seriously in this film. I think she had probably the best delivery on most of her lines. She had the most believable reactions to most of the situations that happened in this movie. Yeah. Everyone else acted like they just stumbled on the set. This is like fucking Murderville, except it's a movie where people are supposed to know their lines and be an actor. Everyone seemed to stumble onto the set and just discover their lines as they were doing that. felt to me like a bunch of actors taking a paycheck while they're between projects. Like, this is vacation money. Absolutely. Like, even David Harbour, who... I love, especially now, like, he, I, I don't know, was it a bad script? Was it bad direction? Maybe a combination of all of it. I think it's both, because the script writer is the director. That is true. So it, it's, it's all Christopher Landon's fault. Let, let's move on here. Let's go, because we're going to have a lot about yeah, the trash yeah, yeah. here. Okay. I, I kind of spoiled it. Best performance, I, hands down, Erica Ash. I, I, like I said, I think she had... Both some great comedic moments. Mm-hmm. I also felt like she was the only one actually parenting the children in this and like having conversations oh. with them that made sense. I have so much to say about that when we get to, tra- to trash. Yeah. yeah. And 
I also think, and she was also the funniest, like in general, just as uh, watching her from a comedic standpoint. Like, she overacted a little bit to me personally. She she had what overacted in parts, like in the in the I think the scare part, like the the scream, which I know was the point. It was the point, but everything else she did felt a little too hammy. At least she was trying. (laughs) No, I mean for sure. Yeah, at least she put an effort. You know, Uh, my. Best performance was uh, for Jahi Diallo Winston, who played Kevin. Okay, I can see yeah. that. I think he had the most, I think, genuine emotional range for the characters that we were presented. And, like, actually, you know, I, I, I felt like he also reacted to things normally. Like, to some extent, obviously, meeting yeah. a ghost, one doesn't film and laugh it, typically was what you would think. But for the most part, like, he was concerned about everything, like... In comparison to like the way his dad, especially his brother, behaved, you know, he was like, "Jade, I have so many trash notes on that. I have yeah. so many. There, so there's so I. many things so about the I. beginning that I just, I can't. I was like, I had to pause the movie at one point. And I was like, I don't. What has happened? Did I miss something? Like, I thought I had legitimately missed something yeah. in the plot because of the way certain people were reacting. And I was like, Nope. This is this is just the movie. Yep. It's just. Oh no. Fucking happened. Uh, although you're right. It, it, do you have any more, uh, performance? Cause I have, it's a, no, you have a no, handful no, no. of quotes. Um, the, <laughs> it was the, so was it John Diallo Winston? John Diallo Winston. Yeah. yeah. So he plays the character of Kevin and <laughs> he's discovering the ghost as far as David Har- Harbor and who he is. The, the ghost name is Ernest. And he discovers when he tries to touch him, he's like, oh, we can't touch you. But then David Arbor touches him, but he's like, mm-hmm. but you can touch us. Kind of like a stripper. Yes. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was pretty funny. Um, I did enjoy um, when... Oh, yeah. So this is when Kevin first meets um, Ernest. And he talks about like believing like that Ernest is real ghost he's like I'm an atheist so technically I'm not supposed to oh no sorry this isn't Kevin this is Joy yes yeah and she's like I'm an atheist so technically I'm not supposed to believe in that shit but secretly <laughs> I'd love to die and haunt or uh, and come back to haunt Ted Cruz and I was like yes 100% 100% I, I love that line yes. I, I think this is where I fell in love though with uh Erica Ash's character who is Melanie the wife mm-hmm. and she they discovered the whole family at one point discovers there's a ghost and living in their attic and she's freaking out and she goes we're not gonna be like every other stupid white family yes. in every stupid horror <laughs> film we're leaving right now and i was like yes eh, thank you somebody has sense normal somebody reaction has, like, normal reaction yeah i felt situation. the same way yeah well also i do love when like Ernest basically is like perplexed as to why kevin's not scared of him and he goes my personal life is like a thousand times scarier than this and i was like "Ooh, i feel that I do feel that there is another another one from from Erica. She there she's on the phone with someone and they're I I forget what it is. It's it's, there's a situation where oh they're talking to the the realtor and she's like you sold us a bum house, it's a lemon house, (gasps) it's bullshit. And I'm gonna call the lawyer. And one of the kids speaks up and she goes. We have a lawyer, and she goes, "No, we don't have a lawyer. Yes. We're broke." <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. "Hilarious!" No. So she's on the phone with the realtor, Barbara. Fucking cracks me up because one of her responses was, "My daughter Carly took a Xanax with a bottle of Pinot Grigio and thought she was Edith Piaf." <laughs> and I was like, "What a white sentence to say!" You know what I mean? Because like all of that Xanax, Pinot Grigio, Edith Piaf. <laughs> if they had made this movie twenty-five minutes, it would have been fucking hilarious, and just cut it down to the funniest lines. If this was an hour long. I maybe. think it would have worked. Maybe. Yeah. There's so many storylines. It's like they had five storylines for different I, movies and decided to just mix them all I was up like, where are we, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get further into that. But um, I do love when um, Judy Romano played by Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, okay. she, <laughs> I forgot she was even in this movie for a minute. Yes. Like, so basically, like, she thinks that the ghost is fake, that they've set it all up. So, like, as Ernest is scared the living shit out of everyone else, and they're all freaking out, panicking, she's just there doing her makeup. She's like, I gotta get out of basic cable. It's just so <laughs> unprofesh. And then when, like, he comes up to her directly, and she's like, you know what? On second thought, Tupac was better. I'm gonna have to fix you in post. <laughs> fantastic it's good yeah i wish she was in more i wish she was in the entire movie and other people weren't because it might have made it watchable um yeah Yeah, 100 percent. so let's talk about the trash jade uh uh, let's start with the reactions okay because let's just start right from the beginning the reactions 
of people to this ghost. Now, you have the one son who finally who finds it. Uh, his name is Kevin, and goes up, finds that there's a ghost, immediately starts recording it, and just laughs. And I'm like, Look, yes, you listen. Can I suspend disbelief and think that like maybe I would laugh in that situation or do something? Yeah, after like an initial reaction to me discovering that a I'm not crazy mm-hmm. and b there is a supernatural realm that I have just seen with my own eyes. Right. No, I thought it was weird. I like to him like right off the bat just be like nonchalant about it and then like laugh about it and then also like how is from what we know how does this phone record him so perfectly and not only that but same if that's possible why is no one else captured a perfect recording of another ghost before ernest can't be the only ghost that is like this intact you know and then also the father who's anthony mackie who plays frank and the other brother niles fitch who is fulton and niles Mm -hmm. fitch for those who might not know uh was a young randall one of his characters he played one of the young randalls on this is us if you watch that series Mm -hmm. They immediately just accept it as real. Like, they're just like, yes. they, oh no questions. They don't even see the fucking ghost. Yes. They immediely go from like, what? To, okay, yeah, that's no, real. I was that Dune too. I was like, why does Fulton immediately believe that the video is real and not like AR? Like, if someone showed me that, I'd be like, cool, some like app thing that puts like a fake ghost in the plane. Like, yeah. what? And also, also, which I could understand if you thought you were crazy, but Kevin, who the brother who immediately or originally finds the ghost mm-hmm. doesn't tell anyone immediately no doesn't show them the video and i'm like okay but he doesn't really have a reason he just goes oh i believe this i know there is a ghost it's not like oh i think i'm crazy and i shouldn't tell anyone he just goes okay we just basically to protect the ghost i'm like from what from like what? you don't know yet it's a fucking ghost well, who's gonna hurt him and then i was confused too because basically like frank immediately uploads this to facebook and in the beginning it does seem like people think it's like fake but then at some point it starts to go viral and i literally uh-uh. wrote viral all caps jade also, viral is not a thousand views. They were like, "I'm going viral to a thousand views," and I was like, "Oh, I saw no. that," and I was like, "No, no one not has, viral. No, no one has fucking seen this." Um, yeah, no. And then on top of that, like, you have I'm sorry, Fulton and Frank are these one dimensional characters. Frank is basically like he, all he's trying to do is like these get rich quick schemes. He feels like he can't relate to Kevin because Kevin doesn't listen to hip hop. I'm like, what? Like, that's, is that your only defining trait? And then, like, Fulton is purely only about getting laid and getting views and, like, likes on on social. Also, I feel like Anthony Mackie's character was really just a caricature because he's, it's get rich, uh, you know, quick kind of schemes, but also... He's kind of troped into this angry black man for no reason. Yeah, like he's like mad at his son all the time for literally nothing. But no, we also find out he has like anger problems that are just because. Yeah, because he talks about, uh, Kevin talks about how he like fought this guy at a bowling alley. And I literally wrote it as it sounds like Frank has anger issues because. But like we never dive into them. We never talk about them more. And I'm like. And it, it never resolves. Is this, is this like the fucking 1970s or 1980s? Are we just doing a trope of an angry black man for no reason? Like no, what are we doing here? Weird. Actually, speaking of tropes, the Asian neighbor Joy, who somehow is a crazy hacker and was able to get all the information on Ernest in two seconds. And I was like. So, of course, the smart Asian. Asian. Like, yeah, th- there was so many. I just felt uncomfortable. Like, is th- we're supposed to be this is supposed to be a movie about a black family who's somewhat upper middle class. Like one. I know they mm-hmm. said that ch- the house was cheap, but come on. This is a like it's a 15 room house. house. It has the attic alone has like 15 foot ceilings. It's the fucking ridiculous. attic is larger than my apartment. Yeah. Like, you know it's what I mean? huge. I yeah. mean, the land value itself must be worth something. But anyway, they're like, we got this on the cheap. But then they somehow are able to remodel the whole house in like a several months. Because it looks incredible. It looks incredible. Oh, like, it was overgrown with shit. And I was like, you can't just move into this house. Which, and all of a sudden, everything was clear. Everything speaking was clean. of, like, okay, so when Judy Romano, the medium, is there, like, and basically Kevin and Ernest decide they're going to do this crazy hunt. I'm like, Ernest breaks the fuck out of everything. Like Walls oh, are cracking. Chandeliers are being dropped. And I'm sitting here like, and Kevin just thinks this is funny. And I was like, he's destroying your fucking house. Like, this isn't funny. I'm like, I'm so confused. And also in that same scene, Judy Romano jumps out of the fucking window. And nobody sees. Did she die? I thought she died. Josh. 
Oh, we never. That's right. We never see her again. I fucking forgot about that. <laughs> Josh, I wrote we, that down. I said she jumped out of the window, head first. and I was like, head first. No one is concerned for Judy's health and safety, and I'm like. Did this woman just fucking die? And then Kevin's laughing. I was like, this is fucked up. So, so, so you might be thinking right now, if you've not seen this movie, which I'm assuming people listening haven't, that this is a movie about a funny movie about a family with a ghost that maybe has some kind of happy life lesson ending. No, no. no. This is just one storyline. We're only like no. an hour, maybe 45 this, minutes into the fucking film. No, I have point. it right here. We're about an hour in. Okay. We're about. Yeah. So yeah. that's where we are. Do we start talking about the CIA at this point? Like, oh, my God. Now the CIA okay. came in. So I'm so confused about how the fucking CIA fits into any of this, Josh. So basically, like, uh, also, the crazed fans outside of the house, who is acting like that? About a fucking ghost, you know what I mean? I mean, like, I guess I could, if there was an actual belief, I could, I could, that part, I can suspend disbelief. I'm not even mad about that. Like, whatever. Like, give the people. But we have Tignataro, mm-hmm. who plays a CIA agent in this, which, first of all, Jake, can we just talk about the semantics here? Thank you. I wrote this first, down. why is it the CIA? Why, Thank why you. of all the government federal enforcement agencies, did you pick Wouldn't the CIA? Wouldn't it be FBI or Homeland Security? Because first of all, doesn't can't the CIA not operate They're on not U.S. soil? They're not supposed to operate on U.S. soil. Yes. So why would you have the CIA trying to go into people's houses to find out about a ghost? Why couldn't you just make that department in the FBI? Yes. Or create a, whole, create a funny no little department. division of something. A space ghosts or some space Like the people where, that do like Area 51 bullshit. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Which I think is like NATO or like so the Navy. Whatever. That Anyways. already pissed me off because I'm like, okay, obviously is, no one did any research on this. No. Whatever. But what is the CIA storyline? It makes it, I don't get it. It, it did nothing it's like, to drive the story forward. So, and it did nothing yeah, in the resolution. Tignataro's character, Leslie, is like obsessed with basically catching a ghost and to the point that she's kind of like laughed at in the CIA and like the, her department, there was this like project that got shut down that basically is like a gun that like can capture a ghost. Because their whole objective was to capture a live ghost. We don't know but why. For, it's, it's, it's never explained. explained. The, and even when they capture it, they don't really they don't do, do anything, anything with them. them. Which, like, she even says at one point, like, Leslie's kind of, like, she just kind of looks at him, like, okay, like, what now? Like, what do they, like, because she asked her director. She's like, what do you guys plan on doing with them? He's like, well, he's dead, so we're going to do everything to him. And they're like, did you not think this fucking through? Like, I'm so confused. And then also, again, the ghost semantics. Okay, so we are told that Ernest the ghost can't, or can touch physical objects and react to them, but people can't touch him. But he yeah. can also appear and reappear and also turn invisible. So my question is, is when they find out he can leave the house, how, why doesn't he turn invisible after the fucking mob of fans start chasing after them? And then when they go on the fucking run from the law, why does he not turn invisible? It doesn't make sense. I'm it, so confused. None of that made sense because I'm like, all this could have been avoided if he just was invisible the whole time. The entire time. It, and then also I'm like, uh, was it uh, Frank says on the news, he's like, oh, like the kids is like, which is, um, it's Kevin and Joy. He's like, oh, they've been kidnapped by this ghost, Ernest or whatever. And like the CIA is or, forcing him to say that for some reason. Like it's weird. And then I'm like, but then when like the cops find them, they're so hostile and aggressive towards the children. Like these are literal children and you're doing this to them because I, I of a, a fucking with this whole thing. So uh, this is when this is oh when God. I actually looked up IMDb on who the writer director was. So like there are several situations in this movie where like there are confrontations between young black men. Yes. And black families and law enforcement. And I think that those situations, especially with the environment we're living in today, oh my God. were dealt with so insensitively, yes, completely tone deaf. A, I think he raised his gun, right? Towards, or no? Not just, yes. Like there, yeah, was, there right? was guns pointed at one point. There was arrest, rough arrest made, like yes. police brutality, plus no knock warrants being served oh on my God. fucking a on black family. House. And I was like, this is literally stuff that we see on the news that ends poorly all the time this is instead i said was this written by a white man and like i'm saying as as being a white man myself yeah literally it is i was like this is this is what happens when you don't bring other voices into the room like yeah i I don't know how people can watch this and not be offended by some of the things they're seeing on the screen no it was like i was like am i fucking is this real like do they not understand how the world works and then like on top of that, that entire scene is so insane, Josh, because what the children do is fucking nuts. So, like, Ernest, like, holds the gun up 
at the officer, basically holding a gunpoint. They escape. They have this like cop car chase, chase, and then Ernest gets into the other car with the cop, fires the fucking gun in the car. I was like, oh my god, you're about to kill this police officer for literally what? And then they get the other one that started what like a fucking five car pile up, and that other cop drives straight into a semi. I literally wrote, did he just oh, get decapitated? Yeah, like. He's decapitated, right? Like, did they and just... It's, and it's not funny. Like, that's <laughs> no. the thing. Like, it's not funny. Like, I love, like, comedic things where, like, you know, shit like that happens. But, like, this is not that. Like, there was never a moment where I was like, wow, that's, really, like, super funny or super weird. No, or, I literally you know. was like, he destroyed the family car. Aren't they poor? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? They have a nice car for being poor. That's the other yes. thing, too. It's they a can't nice decide, car. They can't decide whether this family is poor or doing fairly well because... Yes. Unless it, the money was just coming in from all these views immediately, which it would that would have been too quick. Like, no, there's no, no. There's no... It doesn't make any sense. No. So anyway, that whole police chase CIA thing comes to nothing because literally all he had to do, all Ernest, the ghost, had to do was touch the CIA agent and she decided, oh, he's better off free. And they just fucking <laughs> ran. It's literally... That is another 45 minutes of the movie that it we're dealing with this. It takes so long and and it comes to nothing because they just let him go. It doesn't again. mean anything. And it doesn't movie, mean anything. The movie Jade is still not it's, over. No, we still haven't figured out who Ernest is, where he's come from. How did he die? How did he die? Like we've got like why is he there? Out. And that's what we get in the next forty five minutes. That's oh my still god, to go. I'm Josh. And we haven't even mentioned Jade. This was almost a musical because there were like three fucking songs. Where Kevin kept singing. He kept singing. But they abandoned that and early, not, in the first like act. And they're not like. They're not like 30 seconds. Like there's a full minute. A full that he minute. Sings at some point, and I'm like, what is happening right now? Is this, no, a, is this a musical? weird. I was so confused. And I was like, okay, so Ernest likes Kevin's music that he's playing, but then that never comes back into play for the rest of the film. And then basically they they find out that there there is a person named Ernest and it's not the guy who's dead. They go to his house. They hear a story and he's like, oh yeah. like well, uh, First of all, we find his wife who is like, bound to a wheelchair yeah. and catatonic for some yes. reason. Yeah, and then he's like, oh, like, Ernest was my brother-in-law. Like, our wives were married or sisters. And um, basically, he was like, yeah, like, he had a daughter. And one day, he dropped her off at our house. And then he kind of, like, fucked off. We never saw him again. And he stole and, my bowling shirt, which yeah, is Ernest. Yeah, he, yeah. Which is why they think his name's Ernest. Because yeah, because the shirt, shirt says, yeah. And yeah. he's like, and he also stole my ID and yada, yada. So, like, this is the story that's told. But then... Of course, we find out that's not the case. And this fucking guy who's like 80 years old, Josh, 80 years old, comes, breaks into the house and is like, I knew you found out about the truth. And Kevin's like, what the fuck but, are you talking Jay, about? I said, what the fuck are we talking about? Why is this old man here with a gun? What okay. the fuck is happening? So this is what confused me because when he said that they think Ernest like fucked off and died somewhere else, I was like, how? Aren't ghosts tied to the place that they died, which means he would have had to die in the in house. house. So yeah. I was like, obviously he's lying. I just thought like, okay, maybe he OD'd or something. Like, you know, who knows? Yeah, but like whatever. But so then he's like, you find out that there's this convoluted fucking plot where the real Ernest and his wife decided that they were going to kill who the Ernest, whose name is like Randy. Randy. Yeah, Randy, yeah, Randy. Yeah. To basically steal his daughter and raise her as their own. Oh, it's worse than that, Jay. <laughs> because what we find out is that this man's wife, like, dies of cancer or some shit yes, like that. Yes, it's awful. So he's grieving his wife, reaching out for help yes. from his, you know, in-laws, essentially, and saying, hey, like, I could use some help, like, because my wife just fucking died. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking a mess. And, you know, like, I have a daughter that I'm trying to raise and he's trying to do the best he can. And they literally have this scene where, like, you know, the the wife is, is caring for the child and he turns around and the other guy fucking shoots him in the head, bashes him in the back yes. of the head. And I'm like, you you literally took advantage of a, a widower and killed him for what? To steal his child? Like, yes. Oh, my God. It's fucking nuts. And then the weirdest part, this is what doesn't make sense to me. So he, the... The real Ernest is basically like, oh, as he's literally explaining everything he fucking did to this kid, which I'm like, okay. Makes no sense. So he's like, oh, I put him in my shirt and like gave him my ID or whatever to like make it seem like he disappeared. But I was like, but why would you put him in the shirt? That only matters if they find the body, which you buried in your backyard. Yeah. So what 
It, again, well, doesn't make any doesn't make any sense. sense. And then again, also, I'm like, this guy's 80 years old. At this point, he'd be like, whatever, fuck it. Put me in prison. I'm about to die in like five years anyways. Like, you know what I mean? Like, also, how did they have that much trouble fighting an 80-year-old man? Like, I mean, yeah, he had the gun, but like... But they also were physically fighting an eighty-year-old June, man. his daughter has she is she not on the internet but, or then watches the uh, news? How do you uh, not remember that's what your dad looked like? Yeah, do you have a like? I'm, th- thank you. Like <laughs> also, didn't they live in that house for a while too before they finally sold it? I thought it? so. I thought they did. I think yes, lived there for a while. So like, it, I'd be like, oh, they, there's, there's a ghost that, that kind of looks like my dad in my old childhood home. Yeah. Also, his name is Ernest, which is the name of her actual like adopted father. Yeah. That she thinks is her real dad. Anyways, I don't. Know, yeah, I don't know no. that situation, but it's just. Yeah, yeah. that was at least. Believe, like, I didn't even care at that point I, because yeah. And then they reunite at the end with the daughter, and you're like, oh, who is? Like, I literally said, who the fuck? Oh is my god, that? for like ten seconds. Yeah, I literally said, who is that? And my and, and Which, by the way, I'm with my wife, and she goes, oh, it's the daughter. And that's I'm like, when the movie should have ended. I literally wrote the world's longest ending should have ended after reuniting with June because after they have that like touching moment, you're like, oh, that's the end. And then it cuts back to fucking Kevin in the CIA room being interrogated. Oh and I was God. like, I can't, <laughs> I can't, can't deal with there this. Like whole, there, there are sections of this movie that just could have been cut and nothing. The whole storyline with the CIA could have been cut and nothing would have been different about this movie. Nothing would have been different. Nothing would have changed. It would literally doesn't matter. It would have been way better actually if it was them investigating Ernest's death and because murder. We don't get any investigation. It's just like no. literally they t- they spend they find two the address seconds, and that's it. They talk to the guy and then we don't see him for an hour and then he comes yes, back. Because when you sum it up, it's literally the kids find the address of the real Ernest Schiller, and then they drive to his house. They talk to him and he's like, "It's not me." Yeah, that was my brother-in-law. Yep. And they're like, oh, okay. And they go back to the house, and that's literally it. Yeah. That's that's their investigation. That's what happens. And then if it wasn't for the fucking real Ernest coming back to be like, I gotta kill you, because now I know the truth. We never would have known. Been, they would have been like, that would have been the end of the story. They'd have been like, oh, I guess you fucked off and died. Sorry. That, I, <laughs> I, this, I... This movie is problematic for so many different reasons. Like, culturally, oh. cinematically, like... This is the definition of I phoned it in. You know what I mean? Oh my god! From almost everyone in the cast, everyone from the director, from it just felt like everyone who felt that this movie needed to be two hours and six minutes. Just, Danny, I want to know. All right, Danny. Wow. <laughs> I want to know who actually sat down. The person who greenlit this watched it at the end and said. That's what we're fucking. That's yeah, what we're gonna. That's put our on. final product. We're putting. That's not. Not only is that going on the platform, Jade, but that is going in the featured section where we want everyone to fucking see it. Yeah, top tier. I'm like, it's literally they're because also the thing that pisses me off too is they're using Anthony Mackie and David Harbour as like the oh, characters the in the fuck art out of David Harbour. Like I saw yes. him in every trailer. And you know what? A little bit's like okay, kind of makes sense. He's there the entire time, but Anthony Mackie is barely in this fucking movie. Really is like, like I thought two hour movie. He's what in twenty minutes maybe. Yes, when I originally saw this, especially like the posters and everything, I actually thought the story was going to be Anthony Mackie and David Harbor investigating his death, and I literally thought that he got murdered by the CIA or like you oh, know what I mean. I thought also, this was going to be a completely different. Also, movie. spoiler: uh, David Harbor's character uh, doesn't speak for the almost entire, the entire movie. He only has like what like one line, which is a flashback of like when he's with his daughter. Yeah, and that's, that's it. it. That's fucking it. I'm sorry, but Nicolas Cage did a better job in uh, Willy's Wonderland. I would watch that movie five times before I watch oh, this again. A thousand percent. A thousand times. If you're yeah. yeah. If you want to torture people, th- like sit me down with this, I'd tell you anything. I'd be like, Honestly, Don't. David Harbour needs to take notes about eyebrow acting from Nick Cage. One thousand percent. Yeah. That should be a school. That should be an acting school. Ugh. Like I go. Nick Cage's eyebrow, eyebrow acting. acting. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah. oh, could you how wild you would that Pedro be? Pascal? How wild <laughs> how wild would that class be with fucking I bet Nick Cage wouldn't say a word the entire class. Oh. You're just, like, the moment you come in, the he, moment you come in, just, it just says silence. There's a sign that says silence. Yeah. Just. And he just communicates everything through his eyebrows. And everything. And I bet everything makes fucking sense. Of like, course. You're like, of course it would. I, I'd be like, I, ha- I got it. I understand everything. I now know Nick Cage. <laughs> also, Secrets of the Universe. <laughs> that would, you know what? That would be funnier than eyebrow acting. If you were like, uh, you know, like, actually, um... You know, like Jade is uh, an eyebrow uh, actress. <laughs> That's my resume. <laughs> she, resume so, like, she has her own uh, thing. Am I going to go to auditions? It's yeah. just like a photo of my eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> 
That'd be amazing. That that should be a fucking series. That would be oh, that would be hilarious. Oh my god, I'd right? watch that show. I'd yeah, watch, yeah. as an L skit. Yeah, yeah. Be, oh, be great. All right, Jane. We're at that time. We're at, we're at. What is this rating? I think everyone knows what's coming. It's a dumpster fire for me. This is our first dumpster fire. Abs- I wrote Jesus down in Christ. bold letters. This is a raging dumpster fire of a movie. There's nothing redeemable. I never want to think about this film again. No. It is horrible. It, I had to power through the amount of times that I had to stop this movie to take J- mental breaks. I'm not even joking. Like, oh, I always, like, you know, just because I have dogs and, like, other things going on at night, like, I do occasionally have to pause the film, but I'm, like, you know, pissed about it. Like, I want to get back. Yeah. I paused this film twice. Did not, didn't even fucking matter. I, and I'm not even joking. I have never, I don't think any movie that I can remember checked the time left oh on this film i, I kept like clicking the up button i was like yeah. how much more time how much how is there 40 more minutes no, how I is like, there 30 more minutes i how wrote there 20 it minutes? every single time i had to go check the time because i was like this is insane also when i said to take mental breaks josh i had to pause it and then watch a youtube video yeah and then get back into because i was like if i just continue to watch this straight out i'm going to lose it it you know what i'm gonna say this i'm gonna i'm gonna go one step further i would rather watch malignant Three more times wow. than ever watched That's this film. Bold. Yeah, but you know what, Malignant at least was a little bit entertaining. I, I, right, at, at least, better lines too. At least it felt like they were like the actors gave a shit about being there, and like you know what? Yes. There was some interesting cinematography that I was like, "Hey, that's that was a, that was a risk." Yeah, it I was like it. Actually, yeah. something to watch. Yeah. You know, like this was like I. I would pay money to go see Malignant in theaters rather than watch this movie again. <laughs> that, that's how I agree. I am. That is how committed I am. Yeah. Like this. This was horrible. Like. The, I, this is not even this is not even enough to like your children I don't even think would like this to be honest no unless they're like anyone. very like, very young even people that like you know I, I am one of those we both I feel like love movies and TV shows that are no brainer that you can put on yeah. and just fucking do other things do fucking laundry if you want to but still yeah. get into them this is not even that this is not even no. that type of film I can't think of one thing that makes this watchable so I think the consensus here is do not watch We Have a Ghost that's streaming now yeah. on Netflix. The entire world is captivated with Ernest. Three million views in six minutes. That's money. <laughs> Our whole street's kind of bad thanks to you guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> not funny. I'm Kevin. Oh, that's so trippy. Can you talk? What happened to you? You don't remember? <laughs> Mystery. Once again, our movie this week was We Have a Ghost, and it almost made me want to cancel my Netflix subscription, <laughs> which is where it's streaming right now. Yeah. Oh, God. I, mm. It was painful. We need, yeah, I need to wash that out of my mind with something good. Speaking of something good, I've been really excited, so I, I don't I don't really watch, I only really watch a handful of award shows, Jade. Like, I like mm-hmm. to watch the Golden Globes when I actually know they're fucking on. Which we didn't this year. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, like, the Oscars. But I always kind of tune in to, like, the SAG Awards and other industry awards that happen around this time because those are usually key indicators of who might win an Oscar when they come up. I'm getting very excited about everything everywhere at once. Like, Michelle Yao, mm-hmm. this is her fucking year. Like, she, she gave a great speech uh, at SAG. Yeah. She won another award there. I think she's a shoe in for Best Actress. I think she's taking the Oscar. I think so, too. I mean, hello, we've already seen between the Golden Globes and the SAGs. And I don't know who won at BAFTAs. But, um, I mean, like, I'm our people that we love, which is Kihai Kwan, Brendan Fraser, and Michelle Yao, were all sweet. They're all winning shit, awards. So. Yeah, they're all winning awards. And I think, you know, well, Brendan Fraser was snubbed at the fucking Globes. Oh, that's Globes. right. Like, yeah, Trash. he should have won a fucking Globe. But I think he's winning an Oscar. Same. Right, are we still in the same boat with Everything Everywhere All Once? Is still the favorite. I think so. I think, yeah. You know, the only one that I really feel like I may be... I'm looking at one of the my predictions here. So I found this great app, though, Jade. It's called Golden Derby. And it lets you like kind of enter all of your picks for things, like the Oscars. And it even does like billboard top 200 predictions or like box so office like predictions. like a fantasy draft for like media? It kind of is, yeah. And it's like <laughs> super fun because like I've only once or twice uh, done like an Oscar pool before, which is kind of super fun because yeah, it is. you get into those like really small categories or like the production categories yeah. and you're like, ooh, what could this be? be anyone's kind of game. Thing. I think I'm the only one where I'm, 
a little bit uh, betting with my heart here is like best makeup and hairstyling. I want it to be the whale, but I think it's going to be Elvis. Oh, I I know. Even the whale's prosthetics were incredible. Did you read about how they how they created that? No. Like, so he literally had like water inside of it to create that like natural like movement of like fat in the body. Really? Yeah. So like there was like the heavy prosthetics, but there was like like, water bag things under him to help with like the sag and like the movement of it to kind of keep that consistency. Um, I mean, I just, ugh. Incredible. Yeah. 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 I, I also think in short film, we were talking about it. I think Disney's film, The the Pupils, is going to win out over yeah. the uh, Irish Goodbye. But, yeah. you know, we'll see. I think I think my main categories are pretty solid, though. I mean, I have, um, you know, looking pretty much, I, I feel like did some safe bets. Um, you know, Keith Kwan for Best Supporting Actor. Mm-hmm. Angela Bassett, I think, is going to win after... Over Stephanie Sue, which I, I kind of I, I lean more Stephanie, but you know, anything could happen. But other than that, I think I'm I'm pretty safe here. Any any upsets that you're thinking when it comes to like best picture? Like I mean, mm. there's always like the Banshees of Ishinirin, that's kind of a dark horse in that category, I feel like, or I mean I feel like when we last talked about this, like my opinions haven't changed much. I mean about also who I think should win. I mean, you know, we, we keep talking about Michelle Yao, but Kate Blanchett is a heavy contender of her best actor actress. <sighs> Although no one's seen Tar. You can't convince me anyone's seen Tar. No, I'm sorry, Kate. She's a phenomenal actress, but come on. The ward is Michelle's. I mean, or we could see what happened in the Oscars and we could see it was it was Colin Farrell, right? That took home the globe over I think so, yeah. Brendan yeah, Fraser? Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could see that happen again. I hope not. Ugh. <sighs> if it's Austin Butler, I will riot. Oh, God. I no. will literally riot. No, listen, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather give it to I Paul will... Mescal for After Sun, which definitely no one's no, seen that fucking watched. film. But yeah. Paul Mescal is actually a phenomenal actor. I yeah. watched him in, um, what was it, Normal People? Incredible. Uh, Bill Nye? That guy's, hey, I love him in Underworld. He's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> of all the films. Yeah, if Actually, I, Shaun of the Dead. If I <laughs> saw role. if I saw Bill Nye, that would be the thing I would say. I'd be like, "Fucking love you in Underworld, man!" And he'd be like, "Oh no, my favorite role from him is still Shaun of the Dead. His stepdad Phil, because that's yeah. my stepdad's name, and I also hate him. And it just it was beautiful. And he acted like a Phil, and I was like, "Yeah, he is great in that." Correct, <laughs> Phil. Shut up, Phil. <laughs> yeah, and then we go to mom's. We pick up mom, kill Phil, go back to the pub. I'm like, kill Phil, a hundred percent. That's exactly, yeah, that's the plan. Ah, oh, Shaun of the Dead is so good. It's so, like, I want to watch that now instead of the... That, the guys, this is what you should be watching. Instead of We Have a Ghost? Instead of We Have a Ghost, yeah. yeah. Like, I, I just want st- to, our next show, we should just talk about all the films we'd rather watch than We Have a Ghost, which is literally it's every, every Everything. film that's yeah. ever been made, I would yeah. rather watch. You know what? If people sent their top 10 worst films, and then we'll rank to see where We Have a Ghost falls in that. I'd probably watch... You know what? You know, they, they keep talking... People keep talking about Velocipaster as one of the worst... Whoa, Velocipaster's amazing. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Is it worth... It's yeah. on Prime. Watch it. Yeah. It's worth it. I I might. It's probably... It can't be worse. It's literally not. Because <laughs> it's so fucking funny. <laughs> like, in the dumbest way. So, uh, we... During the break, we had a lot of debate as to what we were going to uh, watch this week because we needed something... That was definitely going to wash the yeah, little palate cleanser of what we just witnessed yeah. on Netflix out, and and we went in a more a little more serious direction. Yeah, but also it looks like it'd be a little comical. But yeah. this is a Hulu original. Am I right in this? Um, Hulu. I'm not sure. It's on it's... Hulu. We'll say that. Yeah, but yeah. what's the film called? It's called Next Exit. Um, and it's a kind of a sci-fi film where it says after com- a humanity confirms that the existence of an afterlife. Um, a research scientist launches a study in which volunteers commit painless suicide. Traveling from New York to San Francisco, two strangers share a rental car as they go to end their lives. This sounds like it could be, I mean, I'm excited. Like, yeah. I was watching the trailer for this, and I will say, here's what I like about Hulu in the last couple of years. Hulu really invests in, like, little indie projects, mm-hmm. you know, especially yeah. in the horror genre with like, you know, Blumhouse oh. and that kind of stuff. But you will find these little hidden indie gems on Hulu that I feel like you used to find on Netflix yes, and on some of the other streaming platforms. But now with every major studio going to streaming, all they're doing is putting their A-list 
movie theatrical stuff and you're not finding as much. Well, they're all moving towards original content yes. over like purchase content versus like even though Hulu does original, they still vast majority, I think, of what they do is purchasing other content. But no, I, I agree. No, I yeah, no, I totally agree. But uh, also in this film, you actually have some fairly well-known actors. You have Karen Gillum in mm. this uh, film. You have uh, Katie Parker, who I'm trying to think of what she was in. I know I've seen her in things. Haunting on Hill House. There we go. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, it was in that. And also in Masters of Sex. Mm. So there we go. Which was That's an old well, HBO, who hopefully is still on HBO because they've been pulling so many things off of that platform recently. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. But there's also... Oh, and Rahul Coley. Uh, who is that? I don't know. Who I that think is. he was also, wasn't he also in um, Haunting of Hill House? Oh, uh, maybe. Oh, I don't or Haunting know. of Blind Manor. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, Haunting of Blind Manor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. think you're right. And then iZombie and Supergirl as well for anyone who are fans of those. There we go. Um, this looks great. I'm actually really excited. It's uh, not even two hours. It's it's about one forty, which I, I can get behind. Also, I'm thinking, who is the 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 main actor? Uh, in he's been in a bunch of things. I just said that Rahul Kohli. Oh, is that his name? I don't know <laughs> yeah. why. I, ne- I never heard his name. I never. He's in a lot. He's in more than he's in a lot of stuff though. I'm trying to think of what he else I've a, seen him a in. A lot recently. of stuff. Um. So like I said, he, um, he did. Wow, his IMDb photo, by the way, does not look like him. Does yeah, not he's look like way like... harder than oh he was in yeah the Midnight Club um, on Netflix on uh, I Zombie yeah I Zombie Midnight Mass Haunting of Bly Manor um, Supergirl um, he was in Midnight Mass that's right yes he was actually really good in that which that's saying something for the horrible piece of shit TV series that was as no well. he's like great in pretty much like everything he's in so I'm yeah I'm excited. This should be good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm already getting excited for next week. I want to end the show because I have nothing more positive to say no. about the fucking shit that I watched. <laughs> I, I don't even want to talk about stuff that I watched this week because I, I no. it's going to be tainted by the fact that I watched this other film. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. We'll have a fresh slate for you next week. We're going to be watching our film uh, coming up. But uh, Jade, before we leave, where can folks find us? You can find us on all of our socials. We are on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook as Our Taste is Trash. You can also find us on our website, OurTasteIsTrash.com. Come back next week. We'll be reviewing Next Exit. Next Exit. On Hulu. To get ourselves a treat.